1: After issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.
3: Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives.
2: This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our story. Stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence,
3: and a brand new sound.
2: Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Lafourcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people...
6: We're back, and guess what? It's officially NBA ooh, Clutch ooh, Week, and we'll be discussing some all-time clutch moments and performers. Obviously the latest with KD and the Nets, among many, many other things with the host of hardwood knocks and bleach reports, Dampa Valley pulling up in the clutch. I'm Miles Gray.
0: And I'm Jack O'Brien.
6: And this is Miles, Miles and Jack at MacBoos. Um, Whoa, I think we, oh, we kind of killed it on that one. I felt very in sync on that one. I'm not gonna Nailed lie. it. Nailed it. Oh, man. Let's welcome <laughs> our guest, Danpa Valley. You are a lifelong, lifelong Nick's fan. Not lifelong's Nick fan, but lifelong Nick's fan. Welcome to the show, Dan.
0: Oh. A lifelong Nick's fan who said we would never make it to episode 21 of this yep. show. Well, who's laughing now, Dan? Yeah. Exceeding
7: um, expectations in the face of adversity <laughs> and my, that's and my right. criticism. Exactly. <laughs> the utmost adversity.
6: Dan, where are you coming to us from? You, uh you're out in New York.
7: Uh, yeah, I'm based on Long Island, New York. So please don't hold that against me. If you'd be no. so kind. Uh, but
6: a strong island.
7: I, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I hate it here. I just, it's, <laughs> it's expensive. It's not really nice. Um, if I didn't have like family ties, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> got you. Got you. Got
6: you. Uh, so does your family ties have something to do with your, your lifelong Nick's fandom, or is that just, were you like grew up in a Nick's house or are you kind of the first of your, of your kind in your home?
7: So I grew up in a household where no one likes sports, but, uh, I had some like extended family members that like brought me into Nick's fandom. So I, I clearly don't talk to them anymore for the, the havoc that they've wreaked <laughs> upon my, my life. Um, but that's how I got, I got into it. But the other people in my household were smarter. You seem like a
0: young man. So, when did you start being a, a Knicks fan? Like, what what was your
7: era? Uh, my my era was like those late '90s Knicks. Like, the some mm-hmm. of my fondest memories are like that '98 '99 team that was the eight mm-hmm. seed and uh, managed to get finals. out of the East. Um, but I'm like, I remember watching it so young, where I didn't understand the game or like percentages or anything and getting so mad that michael jordan would never miss like it was that type of like (laughs) that's the age i was at and like that was a fun time to watch though because it felt like it was so unfair and the deck was always stacked against your team because he would just never miss it it was like that kind of experience
6: Yeah. yeah that was the i think the fun part as a kid watching having no concept of how good he was i'm like and when he shoots it he makes it (laughs) <laughs> it was like kind of like my mindset watching him I'm like yeah and that just happened because that's it Michael was George. the
7: last dance was great for that for me because like I didn't understand what was happening in those like those later years like all the drama behind the scenes and mm-hmm. like to sort of be able to see that was super cool and it made me think like they had social media back then that team would have been like the most polarizing thing that we've ever seen in the NBA oh, yeah. probably
0: oh man a lot of haters um,
7: <laughs> yeah just, just looking at
0: le- what the way LeBron was was treated Uh, I just learned some of my good friends were LeBron haters uh, in the early days. Yeah, Uh, I'm not not pointing any fingers.
6: Look, uh, I'm salty because I also graduated class of 2003, and he set a very high bar for me. I was like, man, I thought I would be the coolest person in 03. Meanwhile, it's one of the greatest athletes of all time. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. It's such a juvenile way of thinking, though, too. You're like, well, who's in my grade? LeBron.
7: <laughs>
6: <laughs> so I'm not saying I was a fully formed adult with that opinion. I was a tiny, tiny child uh, based on who I thought I was. But yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I graduated in 99. I couldn't believe he was already better than me.
6: I was like, come on, man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this guy. are like, this eighth grader is killing it. <laughs> anyway, but let's talk about what's happening. You know, I think the big news, uh, Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets, they have uh-huh. agreed. To remain together, make this thing
5: work.
0: This is why I was distracted before we started recording because we started having the conversation. Wait a second. So, KD, Kyrie, you put four shooters around Ben Simmons, which mm-hmm. was always my dream as a Sixers fan in the early stages of the Ben Simmons experiment. I don't know, man. I started getting excited about Ben Simmons. I started looking up some like 2018. Articles about Ben Simmons. You wow. know, like when he was like winning rookie of the year and the Sixers were winning sixteen in a row while Embiid was hurt. I was flying high. I was flying yeah. high. Uh nothing could stop us. So I don't know. That that excites me. The Nets are probably the team I root for the most after the Sixers, just because I want to see them succeed. I want to see KD succeed for the same reason I wanted to see LeBron succeed because you like him I like him. I like watching him play basketball.
6: Is right. the thing now? What is it about him? <laughs> is it because he's so smooth with it, Dan? How do you feel about them? Is it you think this is just something on paper? You think it's there's some potential there? What are your feelings on it?
7: Yeah, I like. they if they're going to stay together, their highest end outcome is win the title. That team is talented, and this is the best defensive team just because Ben Simmons is there. They've put around during the the KD era. Um, I'm probably just I'm a little bit more worried about the offensive fit than anything aside from health. That's combustible and everything, but Ben Simmons is we've never really seen him set a ton of screens or do anything in, like in the dunker spot. And if you're taking the ball out of his hands, how are you going to use them? And if you're putting the ball in his hands, like you are taking it out of Kyrie and KD's hands, and they they are super malleable. But I'm not a big supporter of anything that begins with well. If you take the ball out of Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving's hands, <laughs> right? So I actually I think, feel like offense is more complicated, even though. Like you said, like they do have a ton of shooting around Ben Simmons, which is what we've been waiting for for over a half decade at this point. Um, It feels like, I guess, the best way I could frame it is they're the team. I could see them winning the title, but this also feels like it could be a play in team, and so they feel like they have like the most bizarre range of outcomes of any team in the league right now. Right, because it feels
6: like it is a a lot hinges on a lot of things coming together. It's like, well, if every single player plays like this, if Warren comes out of you know playing like he was in the bubble, then you're like, oh man.
7: Yeah, Yeah. maybe. Yeah, you got something. I'm so. I want to. I want to see the health reports on him because how did he get signed at the minimum? I was like, I would have just thrown a one year bunch of money at him because he was so good in the bubble. He was just absolutely tearing it up. Um, so like that was a great flyer. I'm also just skeptical, and you guys can tell me if I'm an idiot here, but Katie's asking for Steve Nash and Sean Marks to get fired. That's very public, and then all of a sudden it's just super cool, and everyone's just still together, I just, I remain a little bit skeptical that this pans out right. um, for the entire year.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You were, you were just asking about, like, we've never really seen it for Ben Simmons. Watch that 16-game winning streak, my friend. <laughs> from his rookie season. Dial in. Uh, dial into those games. Dialed in, my friend. <laughs>
6: I think, I for one, uh, you know, I, I was counting on this trade to create a lot of movement of other players and see what's happening. Things would be very exciting. Uh, I'm Also curious now, like, with all the teams that were geared up to make a play for Kevin Durant, what kind of permutations are we looking at now? Like, what what other things can we see? Probably Donovan Mitchell's the biggest thing that's moving.
7: Yeah, I'm wondering if the Knicks will have, like, actual competition aside from themselves for his services. Just, like, if you were involved in the KD sweepstakes, and I don't know that there are a ton of teams that would want Donovan Mitchell after missing on KD, but, like, the Raptors or... Uh, the Heat, if they're like, they've been tangentially mentioned to Donovan Mitchell. So like, do any of these other teams like try and up their offers for that? Or does this still leak into the regular season? But I am expecting like, Pat Bev kind of alluded to this on Twitter. Like, does the free agents that are left, I'm assuming like, oh, we'll see a resolution of what's going on with Colin Sexton, unless the Cavs are waiting on a Mitchell deal. Uh, Maybe we'll see something with, you know, Dennis Schroeder at this point. I think the biggest team to watch um, or maybe the two biggest teams is like, do the Suns maybe finally like add someone else? And then the Lakers have been kind of sitting on this Kyrie that, that offer with Russ and two picks forever. Do they explore other avenues of trade? I saw that they were mentioned that they were interested in reuniting with Dennis Schroeder. And so I do right. think the movement picks up here. But there's also probably the element of some of these teams might still be waiting to see where Donovan Mitchell lands too. Right.
0: There's like a potential Pacers-Lakers deal. Is that a thing that could happen? yeah um i feel like lakers fans make a lot of noise about like well there's complaints. there's like some there's some interest in russ and the russ contract and the it's it's become the russ contract at this point
6: yeah <laughs> <So, laughs> so, that's the business yeah. paper well yeah it'd be two first round picks and buddy healed and miles turner and i know like last season a lot of people were like we need buddy healed we don't need russ but you know hindsight is 2020
0: how's uh ad's health looking like what what are we what are we seeing from him this off season? That's my that's my big question for the Lakers.
7: It's the off season so he he gained 10 pounds of muscle, single digit body fat at this point and is ready to go. Like we're nice. we're in August so that's got to be the status. <laughs> Thank you. Would you guys <laughs> give up two first round picks for that trade if you're the Lakers because Lakers Twitter <laughs> is like very much against it. They think Miles Turner's like worth a kind of good second rounder at this point for some reason which I don't understand.
6: Yeah, it's just a lot of future to give up it's hard to know like we're sticking with lebron what's our like long-term plan i'm really curious because i know we, we were, we're all about winning now but the fallow years uh, i could definitely see those on the horizon <laughs> the truly fallow years and i'm like well okay that's that's uh that's our new reality yeah
0: i feel like something's got to change i could talk myself into like miles turner could be like a Wiggins type reclamation project for the Lakers. And then suddenly like the Lakers are looking good. And like AD, he comes back and he's healthy. This is why I love the off season as somebody who only looks at like the positive. The only thing I root against in the NBA is the haters, which is part of the reason I root for like KD and Kyrie to like do so much Is like, I'm rooting against the people who are like, look at this clown, and, like stuff like that. Like right. that's, that's what I get most excited about is seeing the, the haters disappointed when LeBron or KD or Kyrie like actually succeeds. But that's what's great about this time of year is like everything's golden. AD's in great shape. We, we don't need Miles Turner. We don't need to make a trade. We're just going to, as the Lakers, we can sit pat. I think yeah. we're sitting on some chips that people are uh, <laughs> undervaluing.
6: I mean, it, it. you know, Jabari, you're bringing up a good point. It's like, if we really think AD and Braun are going to be healthy, then why not back that to right. its fullest extent, yeah. you know, and, and just go pedal to the metal with it? It's just, everything can be a bit of a risk, but I think at a certain point, like, yeah, why put these pieces together and not go for it? I mean, I definitely mm-hmm. feel that there's part of me that does, would be like, all right, fine, yeah, okay, Jeannie, I see what you did there. I know you said you absolutely didn't want to do that, but I also see you saying, like, we need to win now. Mm -hmm.
7: Mm -hmm. I would trend towards that, too, and I mean, like, I guess that could be a callous, distant way of looking at it, but I'm just, oh, you have LeBron, and LeBron is still, like, one of the five best players in basketball, like, just do it, and you're going to have to worry about the fallout later, and I do think that, like, Turner, uh, I'm, I guess I'm, like, higher on him than consensus, but just his, like, rim protection and then floor spacing... Pairing that with AD, I think him alone would make the Lakers like if AD and LeBron are healthy, that inserts them into like a different tier in the West than they're in right now.
0: Yeah. I think this imaginary deal is worth it for the
6: Lakers to do. They should do (laughs) it.
7: Fantastic. All right.
6: Let's take a quick break and we'll come right back to talk about just some of the the top clutch plays because it is clutch week in the NBA. We'll be right back.
0: That's code DKHoops for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks, only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York call 877-8HOPENY or text HOPENY 467369. In Connecticut
5: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And we are back, back. and it's time to talk NBA Clutch Week. Mm-hmm. Great branding for LeBron's agency, uh, but probably <laughs> probably collab. unintentional. Spelling is different. Yeah, it's stylish amongst uh, you know the stat nerds to be like, "There's no such thing as like Clutch." players or like momentum or you know it it actually equals out over time that's my impression of a stat nerd, but i think that's simply not true uh and let's give our
6: top clutch players of all time guests first dan how about you
7: uh this is like such a cliche but uh just what i was talking about to you guys at the top of this is michael jordan for me like i don't remember from my youth when i was actually young at one time like i don't ever remember him missing and I think one of the earliest like (laughs) memories I have of understanding basketball what was happening was like his shot over Russell and like Mm -hmm. to have that type of moment and then to go back and look at and read about like all the other shots that he hit earlier in his career before I was understanding what was actually going down there was just something about him where he just had that like it factor in those moments and I don't know that there's anyone else in NBA history I'd rather put the ball in the hands, then than just Michael Jordan. I don't care what rules we're talking about either. Today's rules, the rules back then, I think it would still be him for me.
0: Yeah. I've heard of him. I need to go back and watch some tape. He's, yeah, I'm going to
7: watch this clip just to get familiar. You
6: said this is uh, over uh, someone named Russell. What's his last name?
1: <laughs> oh, Brian
6: Russell. Oh, yes. This is coming up. Yes. Okay. Let me just check this. Okay. So it looks like he stole it from someone named Mal One. Mal One. Oh, Malone. Okay. Championship number six.
5: Michael against Russell,
6: 12 seconds, 11,
5: mm-hmm. Jordan, oh my.
6: Goodness. That is like, that is one of just like the, the top That's plays. The, yeah. You know?
0: I mean, and, it, and it's also putting together like one of the most clutch defensive plays of all time with one of the most clutch shots of all time from somebody who did it from the start of their career as a freshman in college to the end of their career that I acknowledge. His, the end of his run with the Bulls. Yeah, uh, Jordan. Jordan's a good one. I did not see that one coming. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I did. It, uh, wow. So I didn't want to go first. I wanted someone else to pick him so I could get <laughs> creative. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people are gonna expect me. I'm gonna go second. By the way, Miles. Sorry about that. Okay. A lot of people are gonna expect me to say Robert Ori because. He's you our know, best friend. I'm his best friend. Yeah. Uh, Got our and, Robert Keith-Ory, our yeah, best friend. Robert Keith-Ory. Uh, I'm going to go LeBron James because... Huh. Have you guys heard of LeBron James? I've heard of him. I know. Yeah. I think that's can how I I get, Can it. I get a second to Google really quick? <laughs> <just> to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One sec, one sec. Because coming into the league, everybody was mad at him for not always taking the big shot and sometimes passing it to a obscenely wide open teammate while, while being mobbed by three people. And everyone was like, that's not how you do it as a like, look at, look you at Kobe. Yeah. You gotta be tough. You gotta be the hero. And throughout his career was just a basketball computer that was incapable of making the wrong decision with the ball. But then once he got dominant enough at scoring, like he had that he had that run like when he was going to the finals every year with the Cavs there was that one Toronto series where he was just like you knew he was going to hit a game winner every time against the Raptors and it just didn't matter like he just he hit like step backs he hit one where he was just running out of bounds the opposite way off <laughs> one foot like fading away like and just banked it off and it was Really like a run that I feel like people just, because of branding, because when he was first coming in to the league, he was not associated as like a hero ball type. He doesn't get brought up as much in these conversations, but I, I'm going to give it to my, you know, I'm not his best friend, but we're pretty tight. So I'm going to give best it friend to Jason. Yeah, yeah. My very good friend, LeBron <laughs> James. Uh, ah, yeah.
6: Well, I'm a good friend and mm-hmm. a loyal Laker fan. So I would, there's only one person for me, and that's Robert Keith Ori. But there is something, when I look at these clutch shots, there's also something that I have a a good feeling about Ray Allen as well. Because Mm. I think about that corner three in game six of the 2013 finals, the forced overtime, and the manner in which he has to score, like, to get that shot off is, I feel like, the definition of clutch, like, are you so locked in that you're, like, scrambling to get your feet right, your everything right, and then you still get the shot off and make it? There's something to me about that, too, that I'm like, damn, that feels like a truly, like, one of these just, like, things where you're like, oh, you had to go out of body to coordinate everything to get that done. So, out of loyalty and respect, Robert keith Ory, honorable mention, Ray Allen.
5: James catches, puts up a three, we'll go, rebound, Box. back out.
0: also got to give it up to joe johnson who, yeah. who's not necessarily somebody who is on the same level as these folks but like did have an absurd run there for a while where he
6: was just like
0: get him the ball
6: get out of his way mr iso what about blocks? what about the defensive side clutch defense i mean Ooh. that's
0: another argument for lebron super producer jabari put together a list of like the be- biggest like clutch blocks and he's on here twice one for a block i had forgotten but when he blocked splitter coming down the lane he came off of kawaii and blocked splitter violently but then of course he has the most famous clutch block of all time has chased down a biggie but yeah the splitter dunk is just pretty dope
6: fucker Parker- the Great pass from Parker. Split <laughs> <with> the,
4: <laughs> okay, so this is one of the great blocks you will ever see. my God.
7: <laughs> That's, it my truly, wrist broke watching that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it was almost
6: as if like if LeBron wasn't there, if you were able to like Photoshop him out, you'd think he tried to dunk on an invisible wall. Like yeah. He just all forward progress stops at yeah. LeBron. He's like, here it goes. No,
0: we we've had some pretty great chase downs of late, but like that chase down, it is at a, another level for like a defensive highlight. That that chase down block, the the whole twenty sixteen finals like puts him on another level. To
5: Curry. Back to to the left.
6: Out. <laughs> Where did he come from?
0: Wow. You can watch a. Uh, Three-hour highlight film of him doing that to people throughout his career, just coming out of nowhere.
6: You see him change his feet a little bit where he goes, oh, wait, nope, I have to readjust because I'm going to take off for a block now.
7: Best chase-down blocker of all time. It's really a shame it happened in those jerseys that moment. I know that's just not even kind (laughs) of on topic, but it'd be nice if it happened in not those jerseys. (laughs) That's such a good point. (laughs) Yeah, people don't talk enough about how bad those jerseys
0: were that, like, you know... The Cavs had some dope jerseys throughout their career, like those blue and orange ones. I'd, those are sick. Those yeah. are tight. Man. You don't
6: like the kinda t-shirt one?
7: <laughs> <laughs> those are like, I just don't know what, I don't know what people were thinking about that. Those were just, they couldn't even like make them, at least make them like creative in the design if you're going to have them wear t-shirts, but they were just so plain and hideous. Like that was just, the Christmas <laughs> day, do you remember those Christmas day uniforms too that year? That was just atrocious.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Plus is more. Less and more folks. We had a rough run there for a little while
0: where the almost t-shirt was like a a trend someone was chasing.
6: But right. What well, what about you, uh, Dan? Do you have a favorite clutch defensive play? Favorite clutch
7: player or Clutch shot.
0: Like we didn't we didn't really dig in on clutch shots.
7: Uh if I'm allowed to go full homer for this, I think yeah. my favorite clutch shot of all time is either between LJ's four point play. Against okay. the Pacers, or mm-hmm. that um, Allen Houston shot on the Heat, where it bounces off the back rim, and then like Straight drops up. in with .8 yeah. seconds left.
5: Not a good set. The Knicks have to get themselves two chances to tie or win the ball game. Four seconds. Van Gundy calls a play a triangle. That usually means something for Ewing. Adam Houston. Houston ducks under. Got it. With eight left.
7: I remember watching it hit like the back rim like that, going up, and like I'm, my heart probably had to had to stop. So there was two <laughs> moments We are. Being the deadingly disenchanted Knicks fan that I am, those two stand out. Yeah. Just, yeah. You were clinically dead for that little space. When I was young thing. enough to still have hope. Right. Uh, yes. That's what made it so exhilarating.
0: Is that the biggest four-point play, like, in terms of clutch? I feel like there's got to be... feel like Jamal one. Crawford has
7: to have one of them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He,
0: he was an artist of it. But, like, that was at a time when I feel like four-point plays were... It was like a triple play in baseball. It was like it never happened, you know? And now, like, people... Yeah. Feel like there there are the four point play artists who like figured out the how to draw the foul and get it to go pretty regularly, but that that truly felt like an anomaly. That was like right. a one of those NBA plays that feel like stopped everything when, when it happened.
7: I lost my mind when he hit that shot, and then years later, and even now, I'll think about. It, I remember I interviewed him about it once, and I don't remember his response because it was when I first started in the industry. But I was like, "How do you go and then just hit a free throw?" After that, like, yeah. I'm like I'm watching and I lost my mind. And so I just couldn't believe that he went and then was able to hit that free throw still. I guess that's why he's the professional basketball player. Right. Yeah.
0: There's some Dame shots that felt like there were a couple years there that similar to what I was talking about with LeBron, when it was just like, he couldn't be stopped by anyone that was coming out of the Eastern conference in the, in the playoffs and he was going to hit a game winner. Dame has had like some some games in particular in the playoffs, but just it truly felt like out of body, uncanny valley type stuff that I I don't have any like queued up,
7: but true. (laughs) Pretty wild stuff. Yeah, I mean, Dame ended OKC and he kind of like end that Dwight Howard Houston era too. like he just like ended entire windows with his shots.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hitting that sidestep three from the logo, like which again, like the LJ thing feels a little bit more common now, but at the time was like, how's he shooting from out there like that? Like,
6: un, yeah. Uncared. So in modern times, active players, who are you picking now to take your last shot?
7: I think this might actually be an unpopular pick. I would go with Steph. I think in part because he has one of the most brazen like game winners in memory. <laughs> like that uh, mid-February game at OKC, it was on a Saturday night. Wild. He just pulls up from basically half court in overtime and just like the audacity yeah. that he has, I would go,
0: I would the go. Steph's got right a now. demon game. That was my favorite tweet from that live. Someone was like, Steph's got a demon. That's it. Like, I've yeah. never seen that, and that's <laughs> spectacular. Yeah, that was so cool.
5: They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry! Way downtown, Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! With six-tenths of a second remaining! The brilliant shooting of Steph and Curry continues! and he ties the nba record with his 12th three pointer of the game.
6: I think that is a yeah, that's a great point because it's like part audacity, part skill, part self-belief, but yeah, you almost you need to say, no, I'm going to take this shot cuz I see it going in. Yeah. Then yeah, okay. I'll I'm going
0: that. uh Vinny Johnson today. I think I think <laughs> Vinny Johnson still got it. <laughs> um no, you know, Vinnie Johnson, we, we got to shout him out for yeah. uh, back in the day. But um, yeah, today, I mean, we, we haven't talked a lot about KD, but you know, Dark Horse pick, the greatest offensive player to ever play the
7: game might be my pick in Kevin Durant. You think he's the greatest offensive player? Like not even just scorer, just flat out offensive player? Yeah, maybe player? greatest scorer. Yeah, okay. okay. That's, that's a better... With I, I saw dan he said he was about to be like wait hold on what <laughs> <laughs> my uh,
6: god he start- threw his chair across the room <laughs> <laughs> yeah. through the zoom screen yeah i think uh, i've i've been such a fan of Damian lillard the thing that i love is to see players that will devastate the fans too mm-hmm. and there is something about some of those shots he's hit where i'm like oh that must have been terrible to be in that arena like and to be on the opposite side of that yeah um so I think that
0: one game against Houston, I think it was the first round, but it was a deciding game against Houston where he was playing out of his mind and then got that open look. And I just remember it was like dead silent in Houston. And you just heard him do that. And and they threw it right to him. (laughs) him And it was like, you knew I I turned around like before before he even took the shot because he just like hardened and given him a little bit too much room.
6: Speaking of the Pacific Northwest, because you were were just talking about Portland, Seattle had a bit of a treat. The crossover uh, was going down over there and they got to see the likes of LeBron James, Isaiah Thomas, Jason Tatum light up the court. And there were a few highlights that were interesting, but the one thing that really blew my mind was seeing the line of fans trying to get into the gym when they heard LeBron James and Tatum were going to be playing. Have you seen this, Dan?
7: Yes, I did see it. People were calling for him to like move the venue now, and he was like, "No, I love, I love Jamal Crawford. I love that dude." The line
6: of people for people who haven't seen it. Someone took a clip on Twitter, uh, just going down all the people waiting to get in, and I'm not joking. It's like a minute and twenty second clip that's like sped up from like maybe <sighs> like one and a half times. Yeah, and people got chairs, people got tents, sleeping bags, sleeping pads, blankets. Like, there's some good tents out there too some really good tents some really good chairs too but all this to say i'm like man this just all this sort of for me just underlines the fact that i'm like man seattle really they deserve a team like they're Mm. they need to have a team i was so broken up even as like you know like i part of my idea of what the west is is playing the sonics yeah and to not have that is like a huge hole that i forget is there in my fan soul but to see like the people pack that gym out to know the gym was so crowded that like the floor was getting condensation on it. You're like, yep, this is the uh, man. I'm like, let's let's get them a team, huh? I miss those Sonics jerseys, too. Me, too. Those I was just going to say
0: jersey. the colorway is missing from the NBA.
6: That green and yellow? Yeah,
0: green and yellow. Green Are and you majority.
6: mean... Or the green and like maroon sort of late latter-day Sonics jerseys. I think they I both like the old worked school. really well. Yeah, they
0: didn't have bad jerseys. And, and one of the best names, like, you know. Right. Yeah, just... A lot of fun. They need a team. They need to be named the Sonics. But yeah, there's a there's the fan base for them for sure.
6: Yeah, the fans in the Pacific Northwest are just so loyal and dedicated. I mean, like the second any team goes up in that area, like the the games are sold out,
7: like no matter what the sport is. Portland's fan base, like around there too. Like they're really into it. Like they have one of the best like home court advantages in the league, I think. Yeah, for sure. We had a show up
0: there and you could just like ask A cab driver about like most towns. Like you ask a cab driver something about the local NBA team, and like you're like maybe twenty percent gonna get like somebody who who knows anything. In Portland, you ask a you ask a cab driver, and they like know everything. They're like, "Well, Dame's hurt, but I think when he comes back, like we'll give you an in depth answer, and we'll like know history about the team, and it's it's dope. Like it is an actual culture."
6: I remember that you were just kind of like, how are you feeling about the Blazers? Yeah. And then suddenly, like, we were on this dude's podcast. <laughs> and I was like, man, he's, he is verse. The yeah. same thing happened when we did a show in Minnesota, too. I remember when we were driving to the venue, too, the, uh, the cab driver we were talking to was just going off about the war. He was like, I'm actually a Bucks fan. But right. he had so much to say. And I was like, <laughs> got to love it. Got to love it. Yeah.
0: So one detail, because my first question after was like, Well, did he put on a show? Did LeBron put on a show for the for the people of Seattle? And unfortunately, uh it was a skating rink in there yeah. because the venue was not ready for that many people capacity. in a closed in a closed environment. It looked like when I would play sock basketball with my friends in socks, using a sock to, you know, <laughs> dug it in the thing. Um like that, like that. That honestly looked like they they were sliding around out there. So they, I think they cut it short. He still had a like a couple dunks and uh, Tatum to LeBron alleyo, which was fun to see. But the best moment is him just walking through the crowd. Like, yeah, man of the people.
6: Oh yeah, I it's like it. the closest. It feels like a superhero film. Yeah, you know, like because he's already you know he's big, so already he's like towering over all the like adoring people. But just like yeah, the way he was moving through and just watching the magnetic energy of wherever he was just watching the crowd like slowly drift towards him was a very nice moment for sure.
0: I think we need more pro-am coverage. I think this needs to be the off season of any professional sport, but like even more the NBA because it's so fun to watch them against people who aren't NBA players and just like how good that it's a good level setting. You really see how big LeBron James is and how <laughs> right. fast he is
6: or even when him playing at half speed yeah yeah you yeah, know, yeah to not injure himself which is right. wild but yeah i think that's i really love watching that too because other sports don't really give you something like this right. where like it sort of distills these people back down to their essence as just like hoopers and they're like where's we where, like where's the next game at and right. like oh okay, right. over there and suddenly it's lebron james <laughs> jason tatum like in this gym then it's so sweaty in there the floor gets slick like you're not going to get that same kind of interaction like with other athletes or fans like that in another sport. But I think it's it's so fun to watch because it kind of helps me realize how much you love the game and how much they love the game, too.
7: I like the abruptness of it, too. Like, all of a sudden, Jason Tatum's going to play in the cross. Like, that wasn't yeah. that like thing 12 hours before it happened. Like, it's cool finding out about stuff like that so close to tip-off. Right. Yeah. And
6: then it's like, oh, let's get our tent because we're going to have to sleep outside <laughs> to see them play. And then bring that level of connection and commitment out from the, the fans, too. It's just like, oh, beautiful, beautiful.
0: And then sometimes you get a little spicy hometown rivalry where it's like, oh, you were the best player of the last five years from this hometown. And now this is the best player of the next five years. DeJounte Murray and Paolo. You know, that was that was interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. Let's do it up. More pro-ams and do goofy stuff in the pro-ams, like, uh, you know, four-point shots and stuff like that. Exactly. 50-point 50 baskets. Fifty point jock. Thank Please. you.
6: All right. Let's take another quick break. We're going to be right back for the famous rapid-fire <laughs> oh, round of no, questions.
0: I'm so sorry. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
5: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: And we're back. And guess what, Dan Valley, You are in the hot seat because it's time for the rapid-fire round of questions. Holy cow, man. In this case, we are asking you a question. Whatever your first response is, your instinct tells you, just give us that. Don't think. It has to be quick. Quick, quick! That's the whole point. Question, question, answer, question, answer. Okay, do not slow it up with anything. Okay, we would like to be really clear about that with the guests up top.
7: It's rapid, so take my time, think it through, explain it. Got it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
6: <laughs> all right. Ready? Uh, oh, first of all, uh, well, here we go. Start the clock. Okay, now, Jack, do you want to go first? Or should I go first?
0: I. I- uh I would let you I was just gonna like table uh put put a notion on the table that you All start right. asking that in a little bit of a nicer way because uh super producer Jabari and Super Producer Brian I feel like deserve just a little more respect. Uh they are starting the clock. Uh
6: okay, they sorry.
0: heard you. You don't need to scream at okay, them and be that's so fine. rude.
6: Uh abrupt. please begin the countdown sequence. Thank you. Uh, okay, uh you can this go. is okay. So far we're so good. We're staying on track to be one of our fastest <laughs> segments uh so i'm sorry did you want to go first we didn't we still didn't work that out
0: no, i said you could go first man okay this is Do you humili- want me to go first
6: oh, i don't know you're humiliating me in front of the guests. <laughs> okay here we go i'm so sorry about that dan rapid fire start the clock keep the clock going all right keep Please. it going dan carl anthony towns or larry bird in a three-point competition
7: oh god uh carl anthony towns wow wow, wow. okay I mean,
0: controversial take in Boston. I feel mm-hmm. like people in Boston might not appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, Curious. But in any yeah. other town, I'd say that's the <laughs> right question. Uh, we do make a little time for wordplay like that. little it's fun little here. We there, do right like now. that <laughs> fun. Uh, all right. Rapid. Get ready. Boom. Uh, three point stance. Uh, which team wins a postseason series first, uh, the Nets or the Knicks? The Nets. Okay. And so you've totally given up on the Knicks or have you given up on the Thibodeau era? Where, where are we
7: at with your, with your Knicks? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, I think everything they've done is fine to just be in the middle and not win any playoff series at this point. And the Nets, at least we just talked about them before. There's, there's like a outcome where they're terrible, but there's an outcome where they win the title. So I'll (laughs) I'll take that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Huh. Okay. Huh.
6: Huh. Okay. I'm sorry. Rapid, rapid. Here we go. Dan pizza style. Who's on top?
7: New York, Detroit, or Chi Town? It's it would be New York for me. There's a bias there. But Chi Town is like a cake. It's right. just the like the so I don't know how it would be them, but I've I've never had it. I've heard very good things about Detroit pizza. though. so, so. Mm. Oh
6: yeah. Okay. They're pan pizza. Oh, and also follow-up question. Where's the best slice in New York City?
7: Uh, there's this place called like Joe's, I think, in Rockefeller Center that's like. Uh, technically underground. And it's Mm -hmm. like really, it's the best piece I've ever had in my entire life. I haven't been there in years since the pandemic started, but it was just so good. But you can't, I don't know if you can get a bad slice anywhere in like the heart of New York City. Joe's is also my
0: favorite and I've never heard anybody else go with Joe's. So, Wait, really? Uh, shout out, yeah. Joe's on, uh, I used to live in the West Village, right by the West 4th Street stop. That's my favorite plain slice. I have a favorite Sicilian slice, Leaker Street Pizza, but my favorite plain slice in New York City is the Joe's plain slice, wow. uh, West 4th Street. Okay.
6: Um, well, Jack, the question was for Dan, but um, okay. let's keep it rapid. I'm sorry. I'm, right. I'm, I'm happy sorry, that
7: I'm like not totally incorrect. So. No, you Glad were yeah, else yeah. No, and,
6: and Dan, I'm sorry that this is not living up to the rapid. You know, description. I'm I'm cool
7: with whatever. Okay, thank Um, you.
6: My bad. You did
0: choose the wrong Joes, I just had to say. Uh, but that's all right. (laughs) Um, you make a three to win an NBA finals game. What does your celebration
7: look like? Oh man, I'm like a spinning leap. Um, Oh and I don't have a vertical, so it might just be a spin.
6: Right. Like a pirouette, like you go up. What are you doing? Like a 180? Can you do a full three sixty you think?
7: I would do. I try to go for the full 360, and I'm definitely like injuring a hamstring or a calf, like on the way down when I'm landing. But that's absolutely what I'm not flexing because that'd be embarrassing. I'd be very cognizant of that with cameras in front of me. Oh, you wouldn't flex? Okay. No, look, no no one needs to see that. (laughs) Yeah. What
0: would you do, Jack? Uh, I would be. I would be flexing because I would not be seen in public not flexing. I think you know that about me, Miles. Mm -hmm. Probably, like I would. (laughs) I was just like burst into tears, like I just won the title, even if it was inappropriate. Like, we didn't say to win the NBA Finals, it's in an NBA
6: Finals game. <laughs> so, I think I've always thought it'd be funny the end of the to, first start, to start weeping. You try a knee slide on the parquet. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> because we, we accept when a player starts crying when they win a title, but nobody has tested the starts crying when they right. win a regular season
6: game. Right. <laughs> I would probably <laughs> yeah. drink a fan's beer. Yeah, Ooh, a good one. I would That's grab. Cool. I would grab in a wave f- like whoever the opposition. I grab their beer after I hit it, and I would just pound the whole thing and be like, "Ah,
7: nice." I drink your beer. I would hope I'd have an iconic stare, like how Dame has his, or like even the Tyler Hero stare. I want a meme made out of my stare or okay. look after I make that shot. Yeah. I don't know what face I'm making, but I'm hoping it <laughs> gets meme.
6: Yeah, but that'd be funny if it's like the most awkward face, where it's like, "Hmm."
7: Huh? It would be for me like my it'd probably just be my big ass forehead just um taking up the Kill. entire meme of the screen killer. You know okay, what's an underrated him. you know what's an underrated oh.
0: facial expression <laughs> after a game winning shot is Vladi when he hit the layup in game 1 against the Bulls and he ran down the court with his hands on his face like a in home alone, heaven and home alone yeah. was like, "Oh no, what did I do?" Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think something like that that's a little bit silly would be what I would aspire to. Yeah, or tears,
6: or did you see that one little boy who was trying to be like Steph, and he literally laid down on the court and went good night on oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> threw it up, and he Dude. laid on the court like this. <laughs> yeah, disrespect. I love it. Okay, moving on. Rapid. Mm. Uh, is it me or is Nope, it nope it's me. Ha <laughs> ha Patrick Ewing or David Robinson, all time?
7: Oh, David Robinson. That hurts me. I love Pat, but it's okay. it's David Robinson. I don't wow. even know if it's that close. Wow. wow wow Man, wanted to give wanted to give pat some love there i mean okay. I'm i love speechless. pat but just go back and watch prime david robinson highlights that dude was mesmerizing on so many levels yeah, yeah. Talk the about sad arms, too yeah i'll take me. patrick ewing's knee pads though those things were ginormous
6: those yeah yeah I, I love those knee pads it's wild though too i think maybe i was saying this off mic how my appreciation for were we saying this on mic for big men, law. completely changed because when I was a kid, I had no concept for like people who were knee pads. I was like, man, you can't be good <laughs> if you wear knee pads out there. And I'm like, these are some of the best players we've seen. Uh, mm. Some of these big men. Anyway, uh, moving on. Jack?
0: Uh Is Donovan Mitchell in a Knicks jersey when the season starts?
7: I'm going to say no. I think the Knicks are going to, like the Jazz are going to try and squeeze every asset out of the Knicks. They're going to maintain their ground, start the season like four and seven, and then overpay to get them. I think that's just <laughs> how this probably ends. And finally, Dan, Miles or Jack? Oh, I can't. You both are equally super high on my ladder. You're not tricking me on that one. Wow, this Dips is huge for me. Everybody else has immediately and
0: instinctively gone Miles. Uh, this is really uh, wow. That 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 means so much to tie
6: on this. And that means a lot to us. Thank woo! you. You're fair. He's a. You're a kind god, Dan. Wow. And we
0: appreciate.
7: I made you. a career out of copping out, so. <laughs> <gonna be> here.
0: <laughs> and i am putting my own idea into motion i am weeping openly this
6: is, <laughs> this is
5: my celebration
6: <laughs> wiping tears off with my jersey oh Dan <clears throat> valley thank you so much for stopping by on miles and jack got mad boosties man where can people find you and follow you check you out listen to you and all that
7: yeah, they can find me and all my nonsense just on Twitter at Dan Favalli, Favale F A V A L E, and follow at your own risk, but follow. <laughs> perfect, right, perfect, man. perfect. Uh, and you know where to find us, I think, right? Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, I, I think I, I know you. where to
0: find you. you're at Miles of
6: Gray. Right? Yeah, you're at Jack underscore O'Brien. I knew that. We knew that. Yeah, we on all. Twitter.
0: Put her. exactly. Uh-huh.
6: And okay. Instagram for me. But thank you all for listening. Guess what? Episode twenty two in the books. Coming back with that MJ on our back, like we never left. Uh, until next time, remember, Miles and Jack got mad boosties. And that's a fact. Don't this is an forget NBA it. The NBA
0: has endorsed that fact. I can
2: get net uh, or could get net.